Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Real Estate Matters. For over nine years, the voice of real estate in Flagler County in Palm Coast, Florida. I'm Toby Tobin, and I'm a Florida licensed commercial realtor with Grand Living Realty. This show is brought to you every week by our sponsors, who are currently the Flagler County Home Builders Association, Klein Construction. Klein does a lot of site development and commercial construction and marine construction. American Village, a 55-gated community where I recently moved. And I also like to put an unpaid-for plug-in for Hammock Community Church, which I also attend regularly, the little church in the hammock. Yeah. Church the way it used to be. Yeah, this is your, uh, what is it? It's not penance, the old, the, the old school Catholic back in the day. You had to pay for your sins physically mm-hmm. pay so i think is this is that your way of doing that probably yeah yeah subconsciously yeah so anyway uh that other voice is my co-host walker douglas he's here in the studio he's not out playing this week yeah we've been having fun this week i went outside this morning and, a, and gopher tortoises were mating in my backyard isn't that amazing i i can't that's a picture I can't conjure up because they move so slowly. They do well. Actually, I mean, a, a gopher tortoise can—he moves slowly, but he's got quick, almost like fast twitch muscles. He can really like—he could swing it, swing an elbow, man. I wouldn't mm-hmm. want to get in a fist fight with a tortoise. Oh, I would not have noticed that side of a tortoise. Yeah, though. yeah. So <laughs> premature would be like. 15 minutes. <laughs> Very good. Okay. Now well, we'll what? plug the church again for that one. <laughs> Let's plug it twice just to make sure I'm covered. <laughs> October, we got a few more reports in, so I'll update you on the October single-family residential MLS reported sales in Flagler County. 225 homes were sold versus 237 last October, so that's pretty even up. The median price was six or 365990 which was up a lot from 365900 a year wow. ago. It's up $90. Wow, $90. Yeah. <laughs> We're on a roll here. Uh, only one home sold for less than $200,000. And it was listed as needing tender care. That means that if you're a first-time home buyer and you probably don't have your own toolkit yet and you've never changed a light bulb, you probably shouldn't consider so that one. You, so that, any idea the the exact price on that one? We just got I, it under 200000 I think it was two ninety. Yeah, or under three. So it was two ninety for needing tender. No, I'm tender. sorry, one ninety. One ninety. So something... Even to get into something needing cruel care would be one hundred and fifty grand or so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, something needing neglectful care. Now, one of the signs that the market is still holding uh, a demand level is the fact that the days on market for those homes in October was only thirty-five days. That's a Really, now it's nothing compared to the six and eight and ten days that we had a couple of years Back ago. In the golden years, but uh, compared to history, overall history, it's a 
very low number for days on market. So homes that are priced right are selling. I think the market could be described as being kind of bifurcated. you got those with money and those that don't. Yes. You know, the people, some people are affected by interest rates, which are up substantially. I mean, the, you can afford a lot less house now buying via a mortgage than you could two years ago because mortgage rates have gone from like 3 to 8%. But if you're buying for cash, what the heck? It's, it seems like it's hard in America, though we are the, I would say, originators of the middle class. It's hard to get a consistently large middle class in the United States. You shave off a, mm-hmm. you shaved off at both sides, and then it, it might grow. It's all it just depends on policy for the most part. What people don't realize is a lot of this housing expense is related to policy as well. Mm-hmm. Well, I, and I think that you know, I, now I'm obviously older than you are, and so my experience goes back further. But you know less about tortoises. I have, I have, um, I have the luxury. Well, I guess it's not a luxury. The experience of having a piece of property represented, uh, designated as an historic location <laughs> that was created after I was born. Wow. Similar to the chair you're sitting on right now. Yeah. <laughs> Everything you touch, <laughs> you've got the historic touch. Now, one of the other changes in the market is that uh, new home construction is taking up a higher percentage of the market because existing home sales being offered for sales uh, for sale is, is down. People don't want to get out of a 3% mortgage to move into a, an 8% mortgage. That don't makes, blame them. That makes perfect sense. Uh, homes pending, uh, 299 homes are pending. That's down from 315 last week. <clears throat> homes listed. 974, that's up from 939 last week. So both of those are going in the direction of a slowing market, yeah. but yet prices are holding. So, And that median price within $90 <clears throat> after 12 months, is it 12 months? Mm-hmm. Wow, that's, I don't know if impressive is the right word. It's just weird to see something that consistent. And, uh, well, it's, it's random. <laughs> don't, don't put too much stock in it because... Next week or next week we won't be able, next month we won't be able to say the same thing. I'm sure, forty point one percent of pending homes are new construction. Eight homes sold for more than a million dollars. Wow! And only one for under two hundred. And three of those were for cash. Two were owner financing. Now owner financing is. We're going to see more of that, especially in the upper end, because if you're selling a million-dollar house, where are you going to put that cash anyway? Yeah, exactly. So, but but three of those were were bank loans. Three of them were cash. Uh, of eight, yeah, three of them would have been would have been traditional. Okay. But so far, this month there have been four. I think four million-dollar homes sold. But of the top, all of the top eight priced homes sold this month to date are cash, every single one. Yeah. So cash is cash is king. And I think that's one of the reasons 
days on market is down because people can make deals more quickly when they know they've got the money in their pocket. So <clears throat> this month to date, 48 homes have been sold. And remember, we're recording this on Thursday. You're listening on Saturday. I get that. So we're a few days behind. The median price, month to date, 389650 versus 380 last November. So that's not too far off yeah. from a year ago. And again, the top eight sales were all cash. Four sales for over a million. Where are these, these million-dollar buyers coming from, you think, Toby? I think most of them are coming from either South Florida or West Coast Florida, California. Uh, we've got people coming here from Texas, but mostly from the northern Midwest and Northeast. I'd agree with that. Anecdotally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll have to do some research for next week's, next week's show. There was... Um, a big event that went on this week. Tuesday night was a city council, Palm Coast City Council meeting, and they were discussing uh, Cascades, which is a development south of the airport, and it, it's it's a new proposed uh, development, and it's off of Seminole Woods Boulevard, south of the airport. And if you drive by right now, it's just it's vacant wooded property. And full disclosure, you and your dad are involved in that. Yep, yep, that's right. In, in that project, so you were you were the developer that attended the meeting, and this was um, a, a meeting that was contentious. It's interesting. Uh, I watched it on the YouTube channel that the city broadcasts their meetings on, and it was really interesting. We'll talk about some of the observations, but. One of the things, this was the second reading of an ordinance, which is quasi-judicial, and almost nobody in the audience has any idea what quasi-judicial means, and I'm not sure everybody on the city council really understands, <laughs> you know, why this was why is this ordinance quasi-judicial versus the one we just had 10 minutes ago. And, uh, you know, that's that's why the people from the city staff are sworn in. But yet someone on said, why do they get sworn in? Well, because it's quasi-judicial. And that's, that's, that's standard procedure. But this was the second reading of an ordinance that passed, I think, uh, four to one or five to zero, four to one at least, in its first reading in front of the city council. It was approved almost unanimously by the Planning Land Development Board, PLDRB. But there was uh, quite a bit of resistance to the fact that there, I think there were two things involved. One, there was a request for more density. And density is relative. You know, the overall density for that project, even with the asked for increased density. The overall density was only a little over two homes per per acre. Yeah, which is great way to put it. Yeah. That, that's basically less dense than than estate planning, you know, when the, the residential estates. So there's not much understanding of the concept that 
it's not how dense we make it, it's how we make it dense. Mm, you know? This is Yoda wisdom. Yes, yeah, that's from uh, Toby Wan Kenobi. <laughs> it's not how dense we make it, it's how we make it dense. And that's, you know, you can, you can spread a hundred homes over uh, ten acres, or you can spread a hundred homes over three acres and leave seven acres for conservation and for tortoises. Yeah. And as Mike Chimento says, birds and bunnies. And a playground perhaps for the kiddos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, park. But there's, uh, it's a huge educational hurdle. You know, and I, I mean, I've been talking about these things for over nine years on the radio. I'm sure that some of the people who have listened over those years have picked up some of this information I hope so but it's it's really frustrating to see how uh, little knowledge a lot of words are built upon well it's you interesting know, you know it's, it's like it's like sort of any any really specialized profession speaking particularly about civil engineering and and um, wetland biology and architecture um though what other professions let's take a, a cardiologist for example um do you have the general population saying hey i disagree with your assessment based on my feelings about this and this doctors don't usually encounter that kind of feedback because mm-hmm. people generally trust okay you went to a thousand years of school and um, not to say a lot of them are corrupted by whatever influences are out there. But, um, but yeah, development's interesting because people don't assume that there are people that are very professional um, and take all factors into consideration when they plan this sort of project. Mm -hmm. They don't assume that that's the case. Not, you know, not to generalize, but that's, it's, it's a unique career for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, we've got to take a break now. So, Hold your breath for a while. See if you can hold your breath for a minute. Don't go away, folks. We'll be right back. All I can say is that this episode, a part of your show, started out with a fake news story <laughs> by the fire chief. Free for all Friday, where local newsmakers talk it out. People pretty much made up their minds about vaccines by now. We're crossing our fingers that everything holds up so we can give our folks some raises. Hi, I'm David Ayers. Join me and Brian McMillan every Friday morning following the news at night on WNCF and worldwide on the Flagler Radio mobile app. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for staying with us. This is the second half of Real Estate Matters, sponsored by Hammer Community Church, American Village, Klein Construction, and the Flagler County Home Builders Association. Uh, you're turning blue in the face. I should hold your breath during this break. You can breathe now. I can hit pretty consistently like two and a half minutes now. 
And every listen. once in a while, I, I will zone out and get you, like you, a four-minute breath hold. You do free free diving, though, so you're trained for that. Oh, I do, but they say it's only about one quarter or one fifth of your static breath hold on land that you'll mm. get when you're swimming because mm-hmm. of the oxygen that you're burning. So if you want to get if you want to get a minute underwater, you really got to start hitting like three, four minutes, four and a half even. Wow. Oh. So anyway, before the break, you were talking about uh, kind of a mismatch between expectation of knowledge levels and the reality of knowledge levels. Um, uh, in, in this case, the end result, by the way, was that uh, the the upzoning for for uh, density was denied by the uh, city council, uh, but the project is going forward at the previously approved density level. It'll be single-family homes. Uh, there will be no multi-family. But the, just some observations. Uh, it, it's, it's really more fun watching this from home on my computer screen and watching YouTube than sitting in the meeting, which I used to do a lot more often, because I can laugh out loud at home. <laughs> Uh, there's a little humor in almost everything, even even public meetings. There's some zingers in that one too, from, uh, from everybody. Yeah, yeah. But uh, let me get my notes here. Uh, there, there was uh, somebody that commented on during the public. This is not related to the Cascades. This is in the open public. Uh, comments at the beginning where you're able to talk about things that are not on the agenda. And there was a handful of people that had complaints about the infill lots. Not This is not nothing to do with big developments, just the vacant lot next door. They, they tore down all the trees and all the bunnies are gone and all that. I mean, you had that heartthrob part. But they also said that then they built that, they built up three feet, their houses three feet higher than mine, and I'm getting flooded in, yeah. in my yard. That now. was wild, that, that photo of that house. Oh, and that, that's, a, that's a real concern. It's a real problem. But the, the, the most fun portion was when a fellow got up and said, well, I've got a $3 million house, and they built a house next door to mine, and now, now I get all kinds of flood water right up to my garage door. And then he further announced that he lives on Island Estates Parkway in Island Estates, which is not in the city of Palm Coast. Oh. It's it's in the Hammock Dunes Development District on the other side of the Intercoastal Waterway. And it's in Flagler County, but he was he wanted the city to do something about hey, it. I and, get it, man. When you're <laughs> and when I, that thing goes up next to your house, you're gonna go to any any council meeting possible, right? Well but the irony was that, you know, he was he was protesting to the city of Palm Coast when his house wasn't in the city of Palm Coast. I, I really hope he found his way home that night. Yeah. Because obviously he didn't know where his house was. It's confusing, you know, especially if you just bought here, you haven't seen your tax bill yet. You mm-hmm. don't know what, you know which who's levying the charges. True. And then uh, another person commented about... Uh, me and some other people, this this radio show actually, and plus uh, I was a guest on the uh, Free For All Friday show some weeks ago, 
and talking about growth and everything. And, and I was kind of semi-quoted in the city council meeting by someone from Seminole Woods that said that uh, I was claiming everybody were pushing westward development because the water was going to come all the way up to US-1 or the railroad. It was going to be flooding. And I'm, I'm, I'm sitting there laughing out loud at home. But thinking, where did that come from? Then it occurred to me, because I've used the phrase, the bathtub is full. That's right. And I've never used that phrase in the context of, of coastal flooding or, or uh, water rising. Or, or even a literal bathtub being or, full. Or even a literal bathtub. I'm using it as a metaphor. Uh, for the fact that most of the developable land within that area east of east of the railroad track or east of US one is already developed, there's not much available. So, any new other than the infill lots in Palm Coast, any new construction has got to go someplace Wait, else. So let me get you on record: you're not perpetrating an evil plot to flood everybody east of US one, Toby Tobin. That's correct. I have nothing to do with that. Okay. That's strictly a rumor. We'll see about that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm not even a global warming activist. I do believe in climate change. but uh, Are you a global warming inactivist? No, no, I'm not. Uh, I believe climate does change, but I, I put a very small measure on man's effect in climate change. Yeah, if if that's the case, then when you see people waving, waving a cli- climate change sign, it's sort of just like a declarative statement, isn't it? Yeah, it's sort yeah. of like mm-hmm. if and, there are and, outside city hall, it's like marching with the sign that says city hall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and it's not based on any real science. They say follow the science and the science. I I had the luxury of taking geology when I was in in college. Uh, historical and physical geology. And I, I grew up in the you know, the Finger Lakes region of New York State, which was carved out over uh, hundreds of thousands of years with, with three successive glacial yeah. advances and glacial recessions. And um, the up until the late 1990s, the largest salt line in, the, in North America was about 30 miles south of Rochester, New York, which is 250 feet above sea level now. And for a salt mine, salt mine means salt flats, which means sea level, tidal sea level for millions of years over time to build up salt deposits. What about Salt Lake? Uh, They say when that dries up, it's going to be disastrous for the citizens because there's too much, some sort of heavy metal that'll be airborne and uh it'll be like the like big, basically nuclear fallout hmm. i haven't heard that but yeah. uh, the great salt lake is is that below sea, sea level no there i have no I'd, the the uh there is a spot in i think it's in death valley that's over 200 feet below sea level and there's salt flats there too so there's there's no disputing the fact that the world is changing it's but to say that you know, Florida's going to be flooded in 25 years. Or, I mean, you, you hear statements like that a lot, and many people believe them. Not true. If it is, it would be an act of God. And I, 
I'm old enough to have the luxury to remember all the predictions since Al Gore of when the world would end and those not having come to fruition so far. Well, Greta true. Thunberg doesn't have a whole lot long. I think is, is her doomsday clock already run out? She will survive her doomsday clock. She's young enough. Uh, by the way, for part of the uh, concern at the city council meeting was density, and I mentioned that that project was even with the multifamily was going to be just barely over two units per acre in density. But it, but there would be multifamily. You had the typical uh, veiled comments about those kind of people, and. Uh, one of the, one of the residents even used the phrase, "We're going to be called Seminole Hood yeah. instead of Seminole Wood," and I, I I hope that that's forgotten very very quickly because we don't want that from a real estate standpoint to to get out. That may be a, or a phrase that he re, yeah. he will regret because uh, actually uh, we have a relatively low crime rate among four to sixty seven. Counties were up in the top one or two. Uh, so I've, quickly, we only got a couple of minutes left, but I want to say about uh, density and multifamily. Uh, the original plan for Palm Coast envisioned that less than fifty percent of its housing units would be single-family residential, wow. and houses smaller than twelve hundred square feet were allowed. And so two I didn't were, know that. Yeah, so two were one-car garages. Wow. I mean, they're all over the city. You don't, the people don't want them, but why don't they want them? Because it'll reduce the value of their home. There's, there's no empirical evidence to that, and you don't notice them because they're not noticeable. But just drive down Florida Park Drive. There's several of the older homes, in fact, that whole section, several older homes that are uh, obviously smaller than 1,200 square feet and with single-car garages. There are 5,055 ITT planted lots that were zoned for duplex. Of those 5,000 plus lots, 1,464 remain vacant. Only 100 or only 1,376 have duplex homes built on them. 2,215 or 43.8% of the duplex lots have single family homes on them. Wow. That was I just. That's really good data. You know, yeah, I, I just discovered that this this week, and I was astounded. So we got to run now. We're out of time. Uh, hope to see you here next week. I'm Toby Tobin. I approve this show. Woohoo!